Hello, everyone. Ryan Rodriguez here again with another episode of Connecting Keel Haulers. Today, we are joined by Annie Chan, who graduated from the FET program in 2018. Annie, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to share some of your experiences, both at Cal Maritime and post-graduation with us. Of course. Annie currently works as a service operations supervisor at Siemens, a position she was recently promoted to in December. She works out of the San Francisco branch, where, which services from Fairfield and Santa Rosa in Northern California, all the way down the coast to San Luis Obispo. So I think Siemens would be a great place to start, Annie. Um, you've been there for two and a half years now. And kind of walk us through the different roles that you've had there, uh, maybe touching on a couple of unique things that you've had to do in each, and then what you're doing now as a uh, service operations supervisor. Yeah, so I uh, actually started, I mean, right out of school. Um, I didn't even take a break or anything in between because I I mean, I felt like second semester of senior year was like pretty chill because I took some classes early. So I was like, well, I might as well start making some money, you know? <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, so I started as a specialist, which is uh, basically a field technician. Um, I do building automation. So, I mean, any piece of machinery really that you'd see on a ship, um, well, there's also in regular buildings. And so we kind of just deal with the interface uh, between the computer and the mechanical. But I think it's pretty cool because, you know, I go to a different building pretty much every day, um, every few days. And it's nice to be able to get to a look at other people's systems and how different they are and, you know, get to interact and play with all of them. Um, I think building automation is a really good, I guess, marriage of all the things that I guess I learned at CMA <laughs> from, you know, the electrical to the electronics and automation, but also the mechanical troubleshooting and systems troubleshooting. Um, the only piece that I maybe had to learn a little bit more of on my own was more of the networking stuff. Um, Cause you know, we, we did a lot of programming in school as well. So a lot of those things that we actually did, you know, are totally relevant, which I was mildly surprised about, you know, <laughs> yeah. but pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so then about a year and a half in, um, I got promoted to specialist too, which is just the same role, um, but more pay. <laughs> Always so, nice. Always nice. <laughs> I do, well, when I was still a specialist, I did a lot of service uh, in downtown San Francisco. I did projects for a lot of uh, what we call tenant installations, which is just, you know, when a company decides they want to move into or out of a building, um, the whole floor gets ripped out and everything gets rebuilt to be repurposed uh, for the new customer. And so that's pretty fun um, just because, you know, from I get to handle the project from when it starts to when it ends and it's turned over. Um, and we get to work with a lot of pretty cool contractors and I've met a lot of different people and, you know, ran into actually a lot of CMA grads, whether they be working at the facility as a building engineer or even just a contractor for a different company. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Uh, and I also support a lot of hospitals. Um, which has been really very interesting during COVID because you know we had to really make sure that our environments were protecting the people that were working there, but also protecting the people that you know had to stay there as patients. Um, so it's been pretty interesting. We've been working this whole time, um, and it, 
I can't really complain. <laughs> uh, Siemens oh. has treated me pretty well. And then, like you were saying, in December, I got promoted to the service operations supervisor. Um, and so I actually oversee and kind of are responsible for all of our service technicians at the branch. Um, it's just me and one other service supervisor, and we're responsible for about 24 technicians. Um, and it's kind of day to day from, you know, approving time, mundane stuff like approving time and approving expenses <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to whatever they kind of need, um, whether it may be help to, with technical troubleshooting or just maybe need a part or just need resources. Uh, that's kind of what I'm there for. So it's definitely been a bit of a change, um, you know, going from being in the field and doing everything technical to now mainly just being a resource. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't complain, you know, I've been just rolling out of bed and working from home. So <laughs> yeah, I, I've uh, moved to, we're all working from home now. It's first time for me too. And it's like, some of it is not that bad, you know, not Definitely. at all. And, you know, before actually, when I came out of school, I could not imagine like working in one place every day. That's kind of why I went to Siemens as well. You know, I, I get a company vehicle and they pay for gas and everything. I drive it home every day and I go to a different site all the time and it kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, I never really imagined I would, you know, want to be in one place because whenever I worked in those office buildings, I was like, damn, I'm so happy I don't work in an office. And now, you know, <laughs> yeah. after three years of climbing around, it's like, all right, like I let just pay me for what I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, that like that's a good good testament. We talk with the students a lot. Is like what you what you feel like in college that you're going to end up doing what you like will inevitably change as you get older and um, you know you get more experience and it's like okay maybe I want a little bit more of this instead of that. So exactly, yeah. Cool. And everything's always in flux, you know, it's mm -hmm. I mean, whatever kind of people are interested in. Um, there's just so many things that I feel like in our curriculum, we touch on so many different things that you really kind of have to find what you're interested in. And that kind of starts, you know, with your internships, um, really just figuring out what you're interested in and then reaching out to maybe companies that you may be interested in working for. Um, because I know in the past, you know, I've heard a lot of people are like, you know, haven't really found much, but it's also, they're not really reaching out. And I think that people are maybe afraid to reach out because they think they might not get a response or they might not get a favorable response. But I think people would be really surprised and, you know, the pathways that they can make for themselves. Yeah, I think uh, if, if a bunch of cadets listen to all these interviews that I've been doing, that's the one thing I've a, a bunch, you know, the alumni have been saying, and then we always reiterate is like network, network, network. Uh, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's always uh, more scary beforehand than, than what actually happens. You know, we, we create it all up in our mind that it's going to be more scary. And then, like you said, you reach out and it's like, ah, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. And I mean, I think CMA does a really great job of at least making some of the connections if they're not already there. You know, the career fair is always a great resource. Um, and just, you know, like reaching out to CMA alumni, mm -hmm. um, you know, one of my first, in, well, actually my first internship at uh, Vigor Seattle, it's not like they really had a listing for an intern there. It's just, you know, I found somebody that I had met actually a CMA alum and I was like, hey, you know, like, I, do you know anybody that works at Vigor? I'd be mm -hmm. really interested. And 
he put me in touch with a contact there and there you go. Like I worked there for the summer because, you know, I got to go take a tour and talk to everybody. And then they were like, yeah, like, we'd love to have you as an intern. And man, like that was, that was a great summer. <laughs> nice. And, and we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit um, in, in a couple of questions. I did want to ask you, you know, working at Siemens, a big global corporation, and, and it can be challenging just to kind of, to break in, uh, especially as, as a graduate to get into these bigger companies and, and you're applying for a bunch of jobs. So what did you have to go through to get your job at Siemens and kind of how long did your search process take until you finally got that offer? Um, actually, interestingly enough, they were kind of super last minute. Um, I, they had come to like a fall career fair or something and they weren't looking, they were only looking to hire for uh, fireside which is kind of fire alarm and all that. Gotcha. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm not really that interested in fire, but I dropped off, you know, a resume and they actually keep um, all the resumes that they get for when they do open stuff up. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting because, you know, it was maybe I'd gone through a lot of different interview processes kind of from almost December out to like, I would say like, February, maybe March. Um, and at that point, I was pretty happy with the group that I had to choose from because I had about six or seven job offers around January, February. And I actually kind of had already decided where I wanted to go. Um, but then they called me one day and they were like, hey, you know, like we're, we're pretty interested and we'd like you to come interview. And so I kind of had to like push some other dates off and be like, hey, you know, like I, I want to do one more interview and check this out just because, you know, I've done a lot of research on the company and they do so many different things. Like we don't just do building automation. Um, we do electrical grid stuff, um, energy conservation, and then also a lot of medical equipment and like rail and they just do everything. And so um, I was really excited about that because I figured you know, later, if I do get bored of building automation, I could still move somewhere within the company. Mm -hmm. um, and they're really supportive about that. Uh, you know, a lot of the people that have been at Siemens have either only been there for, you know, three years, or they've been there for 20. So yeah, they, they take care of their people for sure. And a lot of people are pretty good at, you know, moving around. I've met guys here that originally like started actually in Switzerland and decided mm -hmm. he wanted to move to another country and try it out and you know Siemens was able to support him through that and I've met just a lot of people from other countries and I definitely would like to utilize that later on <laughs> nice yeah no, that's uh that is that is a nice perk definitely uh, yeah definitely so you, you know you were mentioning your internships earlier and in, uh you know like just looking at your past you you had two pretty different uh, internship experiences. So you had marine based more with vigor, and then, um, from my understanding, a little more facilities based with uh, Trinchero Family Estates. So, what were some kind of similarities and differences that you saw from that, and how did those different experiences help you when you started looking for jobs? So I think, I think it was actually really um, nice to do two kind of pretty different things. <laughs> um, I think it made me definitely more well-rounded. Uh, when I was at Vigor, you know, I, I was project superintendent. So we basically, I oversaw all the work 
um, on ship repair projects. And I had my hand in four or five different ships um, just through that summer. And I mean, it was an incredible time. I, I got to deal with a, pretty much every part of the system, um, worked at a shipyard that was you know, on Harbor Island, and I, I got to look out at the Seattle skyline every day, and Not like, bad. like it was just beautiful. Yeah, um, the Puget, it, it definitely could not complain. And you know, that honestly, like, I that kind of gave everything else a run for its money because I, I definitely really considered going back to Vigor um, and just working there. But I also, I guess on some level saw more opportunity with Siemens later on. Mm -hmm. I was kind of more looking long-term and, you know, thinking about what my goals were. Um, and then Trinchero, I got, also got to do a totally different range of stuff. Um, did a lot of automation. They actually have a fully automated facility out in Lodi where basically from the time the grapes come in to be crushed and to the time it's like packaged and put on a vehicle to get shipped out, not a single person touches it unless there's something wrong with it Dang, and it's like crazy. that's incredible like yeah. like all the lines and you know it it's insane <laughs> um and i worked with a plant engineer and i got really lucky in the sense that you know Trinchero owns a bunch of different wineries mm -hmm. and so i got to go to five or six different wineries that's and help uh, with the plant yeah not bad at all and you know at the time they actually had just bought one down in slow um and you know we would go down and I, I would get paid all the overtime for when you know and you know <laughs> yep. and they're treating me pretty well just having beers every night with uh yeah with my supervisor it was a good time uh -huh. <laughs> um and that was a lot of plant retrofitting um so out there you know we we're working with general contractors and design engineers um because the facility had only done uh red wines and we wanted to convert it to also be able to do whites and so it's a little bit of a different process with you know different tanks and different types of tanks um so yeah i would say i got a pretty well-rounded experience from both of my internships and i think that you know as great as it would have been to maybe also do the same thing the second summer i think it served me better to do something totally different um because then you kind of have a better background understanding a base understanding of these systems um and so i think those two together really helped me at siemens because you know all the mechanical stuff and the automation it's like i got a lot of the mechanical troubleshooting from being in a shipyard and obviously crews and being at school um and then <clears throat> when i went to trinchero it was more a little bit more automation but mm -hmm. still a lot of plant um so definitely it was, it was pretty interesting <laughs> nice nice yeah. hey I, I learned something about facilities engineering and the wine business so it's <laughs> a, a doubly educational um when i when i was looking back at your linkedin i saw that you had worked even at um with like a wind energy company like kind of ending of high school starting at cal maritime that uh, correct me if i'm wrong it seemed like more mechanical based that you were doing yeah so it was um pretty small kind of mom and pop deal um i basically this this engineer kind of took me under his wing and i'd met him just through networking um through some other things and he was building some prototypes for some wind turbines and he was actually building the blades um 
and he had a shop in his garage and you know had all the tools you could possibly need and so definitely had some fun you know kind of junior senior year um helping him build some prototypes and testing them in the UW wind tunnel um because that's actually where Boeing does a lot of their testing and everything um and that's cool so that was kind of just another networking thing um <laughs> which kind of randomly met him by chance and then yeah reached out told him I was interested and there it went <laughs> so then if um kind of what I guess what made you a little bit more interested in pursuing facilities engineering over mechanical engineering when you you kind of had a little bit of that uh, that taste I guess I was much more drawn to facilities because I, I wanted the hands-on um I know as a mechanical engineer you do a lot more design and you know a lot of computer-based calculations and all that and don't get me wrong I mean that stuff's fun but not nearly as fun as you know the application of engineering which mm -hmm. I feel like what our degree really is um because it is just systems engineering and you know you you can walk up to any system and pretty much kind of dissect it with the background knowledge that we already have based on the different systems that we look at and uh, i think it's more entertaining to be an applications engineer than to be like just from full nothing to okay you've designed something i'm sure at some point like I'd be interested in that. And, you know, obviously making new things is pretty cool, but, you know, I found that in the field now, if you, if you talk to a lot of people that have worked in the field, they'll tell you sometimes the the designs that come out of engineers that have never touched anything in the field don't really work the way you think they're supposed to. And we're the <laughs> it's ones great in make theory. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So that's what's cool. It's like, you know, a lot of the time, especially at Siemens too, and anywhere, really, it's like, okay, you know, the engineer will design something and I'll be the one there trying to make it work. So <laughs> if it doesn't work, then I'm the one who changes the parts out and like designs it a different way. And I think that, you know, that that's so much more entertaining than just designing it and then sending it off, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Totally. Totally. Um, like shoot, like you said earlier, like you figure out as you're doing things what what kind of speaks to you um, and and your skills and interests for sure, for sure. Um, so Cal Maritime, you know, we know they have a really good FET program, and, and you've kind of been touching on that already. But we also know that the classroom and school can't always teach us everything that we're going to need to know uh, on the job. So what are some things that you have found? Um, whether it be in the past or now that you kind of had to go above and beyond the, the curriculum at Cal Maritime to prepare yourself for your past internships and your, and your job? I mean, it really is just like doing my own background research and, you know, understanding that in the age of information and the internet that you can find anything anywhere. And I think half of what makes me or what people think I'm a good engineer is because, you know, I can take the steps and go look up a document and, you know, maybe try to figure out what's going on or how it's supposed to work. Um, and, you know, I do that a lot at Siemens because, you know, we're not only installing our proprietary equipment, we integrate a lot of third party equipment into our system. So a lot of the time, you know, it's a contractor that sells a few of these, but doesn't really know how to set them up on the network side. And it's like, okay, well, I have to figure it out. And I feel like, CMA kind of gives you the base of like, okay, you know, look for information and just the process of logical troubleshooting and thinking. And I think that's the biggest thing I get from CMA. But I think outside, it's really just like, I guess, finding confidence in yourself 
um, and you know, not really being afraid to mess up because you will sometimes. And you know, obviously, like it'd be pretty bad if you blew a whole building up. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're definitely given the space to at least fail and learn from it. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important. Is that like you, you can't really be afraid to fail. And, you know, obviously at CMA, like, no, like, don't fail. <laughs> and then yeah. that's always the thing going through. But, like, once you get out, it's like, you know, it's not like a classroom setting where the wrong answer, you only get one answer. And if it's a wrong answer, then that's it. It's like, no, like, if you try it the first time and it doesn't work, try something else, you know? And I think that that's really important to know that it's not always going to be, you, you don't always have to be right on your first answer. I I actually, I saw this graphic talking about the spectrum of success yesterday, and it says um, what we normally think of success, like there's failure, then then you get to average, and then you get to success. And it said at the bottom, what success is actually like is you start out at average, you fail as you're learning, you know, through these things, and you apply those failures to create a success. So I kind of think that was, uh, you kind of illustrated that actually pretty well, that you know, as, as long as we're not blowing up buildings or failing out of school, you know, the, the failures aren't, uh, they don't have to define us or anything like that and use them as learning experiences. Yeah, and I, I, I bet, like, also, I feel like, you know, when you're in school and you are trying to get through the curriculum and it's kind of stressful and you're like, ah, like, I don't want to do this or like, you know, <laughs> this sucks. It's like, yeah, yeah it does, but, you know, it, it really does prepare you, I think, for the real world and working in the real world, because, you know, I've had a lot of people that I've run into tell me that even if they aren't CMA grads, like they know CMA grads and they know that CMA grads are good because, you know, we do get the hands-on experience. And that that's one thing that's pretty big is like, you know, once you go on your internships or even if you're on cruise, like really pay attention to the technical stuff and just, you know, understanding how the system works and how each piece works. And it's always, it's also important to note that you don't have to remember everything off the top of your head. You know, that that's not what makes you a good or better engineer. It's just, you know, knowing where to find information on it and being able to research it enough so that you understand it. Yep, totally. Um, well, actually, a good segue to the next question you mentioned in cruise. So, and I know this might feel like it's taking you back a long way now, but uh, thinking back to your freshman training cruise, uh, how did that help build your engineering skills at that point? Uh, and especially thinking of the various positions you worked following crews. That definitely, wow, that is a long time ago, you know, now that you <laughs> I know, um, I'm, I'm, dating, I'm making you feel old now. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I would say I was lucky enough to have like really awesome classmates and upperclassmen and you know, our seniors were really great about giving us information, but also allowing us to do the work and trusting us to do the work instead of, you know, just doing it themselves and being like, ah, I don't want you to touch anything because you might mess it up. You know, um, I think the, the level of, you know, camaraderie and being able to work on as a team and on teams is pretty important because that's something that you're not really going to have a choice in a lot of the times, like, you know, that kind of prepares you for that. I mean, I was just lucky that, you know, everyone was really great and everyone, we were all friends. And I think that that helps a lot. Um, And just, you know, all the technical stuff that happens underway when like stuff really hits the fan, 
and you know you're in the middle of the ocean and trying to fix something and you're all really tired and you know just to push through it because it's not too bad you know <laughs> it's pretty yeah, fun yeah. if you actually think about it <laughs> but um yeah that and i would say that i guess just the work on the ship helped me a lot with my internship following and just tracing systems and stuff like that you know i feel like that's something that a lot of us maybe kind of laughed off and we're like, ah, systems drawings, like going to trace systems, you know, that really is what helps you later on because you'll find you'll be tracing a lot of different systems, whether it may be from your chill water or even like electrical, you always gotta be able to trace stuff and understand the system and the individual component. Um, and I think Cruise kind of forces you to understand that because, you know, you really, it's really difficult to understand the full concept of something if you don't understand the big picture and the small picture. And I think that cruise, as boring as some of the classes may be when the, you know, like when it's rocking you to sleep, <laughs> the ship is rocking you to sleep <laughs> in cal ass, like it's worth the information. And even if you don't pick it up right then, just to keep all the paperwork and stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. it sounds kind of weird, but I definitely have all my binders that I have like all my notes in from junior and senior year, all the classes that I think are super relevant, even some from sophomore year, because it's just a wealth of information. Like, yeah, I can find it online, but a few of the times like out <laughs> it, like when I'm working for Siemens and they ask me to do calculations for stuff, um, like I can just, you know, think back on what I did in school and it's like, wow, I actually use this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes there's a, there is a method to the madness of uh, the daily grind of class, class, class. So. Yeah, and it's almost weird when you're not like doing that anymore. I mean, granted, you know, working and making money is great. Um, but, you know, surprisingly, after a few years, you know, before when I first got out of school, I was like, I'm never going back to school. Like, I don't need a master's degree. I don't need anything. Like, I got through CMA and that's it. <laughs> but I definitely am looking into getting a master's um, sometime in the next few years or at least starting one. Um, and it's definitely a change because, you know, you come out of school and you're like, I don't want to do school anymore because CMA ruined it for me. <laughs> but Dude, now you've been doing it for 16, 17 years at that, that exactly, point. Exactly. You know? like, so. But now, I mean, it, it really is valuable. And looking back at CMA, you know, we always say it's a terrible place to be, but a great place <laughs> to be from. Um, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. It's stressful when you're there, but when you come out, like the industry knows that we are much more hireable um, than a lot of other engineering schools and you know they love us. <laughs> good that's good I mean you, you pay you pay for that education so it's good to know that it uh, that it really does pay those dividends even when uh, it's challenging because I know talking to talking to cadets um, sometimes especially like engineering and, and deckies it's like your guys' schedules are jam-packed so it's good to know that it, you guys see the the fruits of of the labor and everything. It pays off pretty, yeah, like, you, I feel like you can see it pretty quickly. And I think also another thing to really understand is, you know, it's all up to you at the end of the day, what you want to do and how far you want to go and how quickly you want to get there. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, coming into Siemens, like, I, I knew that I didn't want to do, just do automation technician forever. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I think it's really important to think about long-term and not just short-term, um, 
when you're picking somebody to work for and you really pick somebody that will take care of you and you know you have gives you good benefits and really I guess cares about you as a person um, I think that really makes for a solid work environment and it you know makes us want to do better. <laughs> nice. um, do you know kind of what programs you're looking for for a master's or just kind of still looking into it overall? A little bit of both. I've been really leaning toward getting uh, an MBA just because I know it would be a little bit more, it would open me up to a lot more options. Um, just because, you know, since I'm not looking at doing research or designing, if I, I master in an engineering field, then that kind of really puts me into the research field. Mm -hmm. um, so I was mainly looking at business just so I can talk to the bean counters mainly, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't say that too loud. They might come and get you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they listen to me. No, that's why you're working from home now. They, they can't find you, so it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, and kind of along those lines, what are like uh, some certifications or professional groups for FETs that you would say that they should be looking into that can help them build their skills? And uh, like we talked about earlier, connect with other industry professionals and build their professional network. You know, I think AFE is a pretty good resource. Um, that was kind of what we all jumped into mainly during college because it was really, they, they had a lot of, um, you know, like day with the facilities engineer days where they just sent you out to a building and you went and toured it and figure out what people actually do. But I think that's a really good community um, and, you know, a large resource, but also other ones that you may find i mean obviously there are different associations for mechanical engineers and marine engineers um i think that they're all worth it um and it's worth it for you to participate even if it's like even if people did something as simple as just going to the cma alum kind of meetings or whatnot um you know any type of networking with anyone you'd be surprised can really get you places and it could just be someone like the person that uh got me my internship at Vigor, he was just someone I ran into in passing one of the days um, of homecoming week. And it was actually uh, Ken Passe. He's, you know, he, he was a grad and just happened to actually give me a ride from the gym from practice because I, I was on the women's basketball team and we had practice, gave me a ride from the gym to a mess and randomly, you know, made that connection and there it was. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's good to always talk to people and get to know people because I think that, you know, the networks that we do build um, really kind of give you a sense of security as well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, obviously I, I love Siemens and I plan to be here for a long time. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, if at any point I decided that I didn't want to work for Siemens anymore, I know that I have avenues elsewhere that I could jump onto. And I think that that's something that's pretty important and it's pretty important to give yourself some options. And I think, you know, college is a really good time to network because these people love hearing about what you do at CMA and they're always so amazed of the experiences we've had and just the amount of work that it takes to get out of there, you know. 
Um, so yeah, definitely network. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I know we always in our office try and intimate to students, like you'd be surprised how many people want to A, talk about themselves, you know, so <laughs> you asking what they do, but then also learn about what you're doing and, and really giving back to that next generation. Um, especially if somebody, you know, I found even my, my own self, if you reach out to someone and they reach back out to you, like, you're going to have a good conversation with them because they're not, they're doing it because they want to have a conversation. So uh, yes, network all day long, for sure. Exactly. And it's about, you know, not being afraid to reach out because actually funnily enough, um, I was able to have like a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute conversation with the CEO of uh, Siemens USA. Cause one day I just decided, well, cause you know, obviously I've seen a lot about her just through the company, but even before when I was researching whether or not I really wanted to join Siemens. Um, and you know, like last year, actually at the beginning of uh, last year, I randomly sent her an email and was like, hey, you know, I know you're in San Francisco a lot for business. This was like pre-COVID. We could meet with people. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, like you, it'd be really cool to be able to have lunch with you or something and just get to know you a little bit. Because um, I really, I think that the stuff that she says and the direction that she takes our company really kind of aligns with what I believe is good because I feel like our company does a lot for the infrastructure and just generally for society. And obviously we have to make profit, but that's not the goal. The mm -hmm. goal is really like energy accessibility to everybody and like just solving big problems. Um, and so, yeah, I sent her an email and I was like, you know what, what's the worst thing that could happen? She doesn't reply. Exactly. <laughs> and I totally exactly. wasn't expecting her to respond at all. Cause I was like, you know, she's got better things to do. Like she, takes care of all of Siemens USA. Like that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and actually she emailed me back and set up a call and we talked for 30 minutes cause she didn't know when she would be out at San Francisco next. Cause like I said, it was kind of beginning of COVID and yeah. we didn't really know. And uh, yeah, she called my cell and we talked for like 30, 45 minutes. And I mean, that's the power of just sending it, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. whether or not it may be, whether or not you think it may work, like it's worth doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I always tell students too, I don't, don't think about what the other person's, you can't control that person's response. You know, you can only control you sending it out. And, and like you said, what's the worst could happen? She doesn't respond and you're in the exact same situation that you are right now. You know, you didn't exactly. lose anything. <laughs> you didn't lose anything. Um, any advice that you would give cadets looking um, that are in their internship and job search processes right now? beyond networking, I guess, since, since that yeah. is, is the big thing? Um, I would say, like, really just don't be afraid to go for it. Even if you think something's a reach or, you know, something, maybe even if you think it might not be a good fit, I think that, you know, there's always something to learn regardless of where you are, even if it may not, like, even if you get your number one choice or you get somebody that, you, you know, you didn't really think about and they pop in and I think that regardless of where you are it's it's what you make of it and I know that's kind of cheesy and that's what everybody says but <laughs> at the end of the day I mean you're getting as much out of it as you put into it and like you'll know if you cheated yourself <laughs> you know I mean you you just got to work hard and trust that things will happen and it'll be there and if it's the thing that's happening is not what you want immediately in that moment. Just understand that, you know, it's a process and mm -hmm. eventually you'll get there and that there's no, there's no real timeline, you know, everyone's kind of 
on their own thing. And yeah. if, if you decide that you want to take a break, take a break. If you decide that you want to, you know, pursue a company or not, you know, that's all on you. And I think that's one big thing is when you come out of school, I, I know that I feel like, you know, in college, we were finding all these excuses of like, why, why we weren't doing well, you know, and it's like this thing or the other thing, somebody, somebody, something, somebody else caused or whatnot and it's like no at the end of the day I mean if you want it to happen you'll make it happen and I think that's the most important thing is you know really sending it and yeah <laughs> no I think I think that's good I mean I know you said what you said might be cheesy but cliches are cliches for a reason um you know because most of the time they are uh true even if they get overused sometimes and and yeah you never know until you try something and so yeah I think that's that's definitely good advice. Any yeah. other, oh, my bad. No, it's just really like, don't be afraid to fail. You know, bring <laughs> it back to that point of mm-hmm. like, you know, you are going to fail and yeah, it's going to suck, but you're going to learn from it. And I mean, it, it's not like school where you, you have to have the right answer the first time. Mm-hmm. And that that's really big because, you know, it'll be a big weight off your chest when you get out into the real world and you're like, wow, like, these people actually don't think about things, do they? And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm from CMA, so I can uh, actually understand what they were trying to do and what they couldn't do. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, um, that's all I got. Any other closing thoughts uh, as we as we finish up? Um, no, not at all. It's just, you know, if, if anyone needs to make a connection and whatnot, you know, we are always, right now we are looking at hiring, but also there are internship um opportunities within Siemens and feel free to reach out and even if you know I'm not if building automation is not what you're looking for um reach out anyways because I mean I've made a lot of connections in my time networking and you know people always have great things to say about CMA grads so even if someone you know doesn't have the direct doesn't have direct knowledge then I can send you to somebody who does Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's that you'll never know until you ask. So for, for sure. And, and I'll make sure, uh, like I said, before we hopped on the call that I'll, I'll link your LinkedIn and your, and your email in the notes. So, so students can reach out, uh, with, with any questions or anything, but Annie, thank you so much for, uh, for taking some time out of your day again and, and chatting with me. Of course. Thanks for having me.